Here we are. Welcome in. It is a Thursday edition, getting closer to the Sooners game in Lawrence, Kansas, coming up Saturday morning, 11 a.m. on Fox, and uh, can't wait uh, for another Oklahoma football Saturday, but we've got some time to talk about it, and we are here, as we always are, on a Thursday at Cabin's Group. You talk about being the very best at what they do. That is what Cabin's Group is all about. 13 years in business, disaster response team, water, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene cleanup, you name it, they can do it, and they have a tremendous reputation of being the very, very best at what they do. In the metro area, their number is 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. They also have a toll-free line now, 800-594-4437. Online at Cavins Group, C-A-V-I-N-S, CavinsGroup.com. Gary should be joining us a little bit later on. Duke the Wonder Dog is here and uh, raring to go as we are. Parker Thune, how are you doing on this Thursday? Well, Steely, I tell you, I'm gearing up for what is going to be a seven-hour road trip back to Nebraska as soon as we get off air. So, needless to say, I uh, I'm looking ahead to what is going to be a very long, very boring day on the road because that drive from the 405 to the 402 less than interesting. Do you have one of those gigantic, like, trucker-insulated uh, mugs that's, like, 128 ounces or something? Insulated mugs? Yeah, you know, one of those mugs, like, you get at Love's or something that the truckers have that's just, like, Paul Bunyan size, like, something that, uh, um, I, I, I don't know, some giant, Andre the Giant would carry around, or do you just do like a regular olipop? I'm, I'm very low maintenance on road trips, Steely. I try to stop as little as possible. I try to eat and drink as little as possible. I just, especially with as much time as I spend on the road in general, I just want to get from my starting point to my destination efficiently. You're like you're like uh, your dad or my dad. You know, didn't want to stop too much. He was I, I was always a problem on road trips because of tiny bladder. That's a major issue. I remember we drove our family drove to my uh, grandmother's funeral in Poto. So we drove from Norman to Poto. I drove with the uh, the uh, the pastor who was doing the service. I drove in his car. My mom, my aunt Doris, and some other relatives drove behind us. And that car that I was in, we probably took about four exits on the way, forcing my Aunt Doris to say at one point, quote, that's the pianist preacher I ever did see. Little did she know it was me uh, making every stop. So I'm problematic on road trips, but it sounds like you make good time, and uh, the White Buffalo has carried you well so far. It's been a very impressive vehicle. It is a resilient vehicle if nothing else, and it has been put to a stiff test. It gets to go somewhere it's never gone before tomorrow because I'm going to be up in northwest Iowa, Lamar's to be precise, watching Grant Bricks. There you go. All right, so the Sooners in Kansas, Oklahoma, I saw at least on ESPN today, it was now down to a nine-point spread. Oklahoma's won 18 straight against Kansas, all by 10 points or more. But you expect this is uh, this is not going to be an easy task for Oklahoma to go win this football game. you got to play better than you did last week. I expect Oklahoma to win the game, but these next two weeks again, uh, they're going to be uh, they're going to be challenging in Lawrence and in Stillwater. Let's hear what Joel Klatt had to say on this matchup, breaking down the Sooners 
and Kansas. Kansas is nothing to scoff at. Only two losses on the year. And you look at that UCF game, Oklahoma didn't play their best. Maybe there was a bit of a hangover after a bye after the Red River win. I look at this OU team. I'm a big fan of Dylan Gabriel, what he's doing this year. And yet they're not a team that's running the football nearly as efficiently as they need to in order to continue this stretch. Why do you find yourself in such a close game against UCF? Well, because you're relying on things that are, and you hate to say it this way, but unreliable. We talked about this on Monday with a team like Michigan, who relies on things that are reliable, run game, toughness, physicality. Whereas OU, they don't have that run game this year. They just have not been dynamic in the run game. They don't dominate stretches of games in the run game, which means that it's going to be more about Dylan Gabriel and the timing and the efficiency and the rhythm of the passing game. Now, do I think Oklahoma is going to play much better? Yes. Is Kansas going to be equipped with their backup quarterback to stay with Oklahoma? No. Oklahoma has won 18 straight, all by double digits. They're favored by double digits, and I believe that they cover. I like Oklahoma, and I'm given the 10. There you go. Joel Clad on the matchup between the Sooners and the Jayhawks. And I, I think that, again, is the question mark for this Oklahoma team moving forward. Number one, can they unleash the running game? It got a lot better down the stretch against UCF. We saw what Gavin Sawchuck did. Parker, this also seems to be the time of the year where a Bill Biedenboe offensive line really takes it to another level, and I know Sooner fans are hoping that happens this weekend. I, I think they have a chance, and you know we thought it last week too, though, I think they have the chance to have their best rushing game of the season coming up tomorrow. What what are your thoughts on uh, Oklahoma, the O-line, and getting this run game in gear Saturday? Well, they're going to need to. They're going to need to be able to make some headway against this Kansas front seven because, look, Kansas is not particularly strong in the defensive backfield, so if it comes down to Dylan Gabriel just picking apart a secondary and that's how the Sooners make their hay offensively, then fine. But at some point – you're going to have to put to rest these narratives about Oklahoma's backfield being its main liability. And I think this has to be a get-right game for the Oklahoma backfield going up against a foe in the Jayhawks that is not terribly well-equipped to go toe-to-toe with you in the trenches. So, especially with Tawi Walker back, if it's cold and rainy and muddy as we expect, I mean, they play on turf, so mud won't really affect the actual game. But if... If we do have crappy weather Saturday morning and that does affect Oklahoma's ability to air things out, then I would expect Tawie Walker is going to carry the ball 20 or more times and they're just going to be content to go straight downhill, straight downhill, use the walk-on running back as the battering ram because it works. It's not sexy, but we know empirically based on the data – it works. Oklahoma's best success, their most consistent success on the ground this season has been when they're just playing the three yards in a cloud of dust game with Tawi Walker. So I'm interested to see how the elements affect this game. But either way, I think it is a game where Oklahoma needs to put together something to feel good about on the ground. Yeah, I'm with you, and I know Sooner fans are uh, hopeful they see that soon. And again, we did see some signs of that down the stretch in the win over UCF. You know, the Sooners, number six in the country, they've got, you know, an inside track to the Big 12 championship game with where they are in the standings right now. They control their own destiny uh, to to a pretty good extent in terms of the college football playoff. 
But, you know, you look at this Oklahoma football team, it is not a great Oklahoma football team. It is not 1985. It is not 1974-75. It's not even quite 2000. But they're great when they have to be. You know, they've, they've made great plays when they've had to. That's the mark of a football team that believes in itself. Brent has instilled that confidence this year. But, again, great football teams can go out and, you know, sometimes bumble and stumble and fumble around and win games. This Oklahoma team, particularly these next two weeks, and probably in Provo to a certain extent, they're going to have to play a lot better than they did against UCF. But, again, this is an improved team moving in the right direction as a program. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, you may not know anything about football, but you could look at last year and this year and say, yeah, that team's a lot better than the previous year. But, you know, here's the deal, though, Parker. I'm not sure there is a great team out there in college football. I mean, Michigan, everybody's talking Michigan. Georgia's been, you know, Georgia, but uh, they're not as good as they have been, haven't been as dominant. Michigan hasn't played anybody. So that's why, you know, you keep improving if you're uh, on this Oklahoma squad. Who knows what could happen down the stretch? You keep getting better. And that's all you can do, right, is just continue to beat the opponents in front of you and continue to improve and play more efficient, more effective, more sound football week after week. Because, uh, yes, okay, Michigan and Georgia, and I heard Teddy on the rush the other day say it feels like most everybody else is in agreement that those two programs are in a league of their own right now. We don't know what's going to happen with the sign-stealing scandal up at Michigan and what kind of a ripple effect that has for their team here in 2023. But Georgia and Michigan are the two programs right now that through seven, eight games have played at a higher level than just about everybody else. If you want to elevate yourself to that top tier, well, then you're going to have to play your best football down the stretch in the second half, especially these next two weeks against Kansas and Oklahoma State. And I'm very curious to see what happens with Texas because I feel most have taken it for granted that OU and Texas are going to be on a collision course for a rematch in the Big 12 championship game. Well, now Texas has to go all the way up until the Big 12 championship game and potentially the game itself without Quinn Ewers. That throws a wrench in the calculus. So the path forward for Oklahoma, man, it's it's – it's a little bit muddy. It's not entirely clear what it's going to look like after the regular season. Obviously, a lot of that depends on what happens elsewhere, not just in the Big 12, but across the country. All you can do is control the controllables. That's one thing that I think this team has done a great job just honing in on. And as long as you win the matchups that are in front of you, as long as you take care of business, as long as you continue to improve week after week and get sharper and sharper and sharper on both offense and defense, I don't see any reason, Steely, that this Oklahoma team can't roll into the college football playoff at 12-1, and 13-0, and 0, and give just about anybody in the nation a headache, at least. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's not a uh, NBA playoff series. It's not best of seven. It's not best of two or three. It's a one-game shot, and uh, if the Sooners can keep peaking, being at their best, you never know what can happen. By the way, the Joel Klatt sound was our Ortho Central clip of the day. You guys know all about Ortho Central clinics in norman and in midwest city for a long long time they now have been in the uh, tri-city area for a while as well serving newcastle tuttle and blanchard 
These full-service clinics do a great job treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Shout-out to Lasher Home Comfort Systems sponsoring our first hour here on Steelman and Thune as well. Uh, any, any, any heating and air need you need to dress, they can get it done for you. 405-579-3113. All right, let's take a break right here. More Sooner football on the way. Is Ryan Wingo really committed to Texas? We'll get into that. We'll also hear from R. Mason Thomas and Desan McCullough coming up next, talking about matching up with KU this weekend. Stay with us right here on The Ref. Get on out and celebrate Halloween early this weekend at Riverwind Casino on Friday night. We have the final installment of the 80K Friday Night Frights. Big drawing happening Friday night. Get out there, hear your name called, win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play from our friends at the one, the only, Riverwind Casino. And then on Saturday night, we have the 20K Festival of Frights drawing. And again, they're giving away $20,000 in cash and bonus play Saturday night at Riverwind. So get on out there. The Ghostly Good Time costume contest will be happening Saturday as well. Wear your costume, register. You could win the grand prize of $500 Saturday night in the Ghostly Good Time uh, Halloween costume contest out at Riverwind Casino. We've got two big shows for Rodney Carrington happening Friday night at the Showplace Theater, 7 o'clock and 10 o'clock for the Rodney Carrington shows Friday night at Riverwind. So get on out there. Those tickets are available at Riverwind.com and at the casino box office. Riverwind Casino, of course, simply the best. Okay, Uh, Sooners in Kansas this weekend. KU's offense presents uh, a lot of the same problems that UCF's offense did last week. Jason Bean, you know, if it's going to be Jason Bean, and it looks like it's going to be Jason Bean, he is a very solid backup, no doubt about it and will not be intimidated by Oklahoma. We know officially it's a sellout crowd now and homecoming for KU. So the Sooner defense, they know they've got to play better than they did last week. They were great early in the game, got caught looking on a couple plays, but they were able to survive and get the W, which was the most important thing last week. Let's hear from R. Mason Thomas and uh, Desan McCullough on the similarities between the UCS off- UCF offense and the Kansas offense. UCF has a great offense. You know, uh, they came in far hard. So a lot of stuff we're going to see at UCF is kind of Kansas also. So the same things we're going to see in UCF at Kansas, now we just got to learn from our mistakes. And now going the road, Kansas has a great offense, has a good scheme, and we're just going to have to use what we had UCF and fight against adversity and go against Kansas. Out of their production, I think it's pretty similar. They still run the same type of offense um, regardless who the quarterback is. So, I mean, obviously we got to prepare. I know um, the starter that's down, he's uh, elite with his legs too. So we really just got to do a good job containing them, staying disciplined to our rules. You know, they might uh, have some trick stuff ready for us too, so we just got to be disciplined the whole game with our eyes. There you go. No eye crimes, right? We've heard that. Woody Washington was guilty of a felony last week that led to an 86-yard TD for uh, UCF in the game against the Sooners. So we'll see how it plays out uh, this weekend. Parker, it feels like R. Mason Thomas finally getting healthy could be a big, big weapon for the Sooner defense down the stretch. And when you – oh, gosh. Same thing with my (laughs) voice, man. Same thing's happening. (laughs) Allergies are hitting me. Got some – Got to clear some stuff out of my throat. But, uh, no, Steely, Tuesday we heard Brent Venables say in his press conference 
that R. Mason Thomas throughout fall camp was the Sooners' best off yep. the edge. And all in all, Steely, I think this has been one of the strengths of the entire team for Oklahoma to this point in the 2023 season is the pressure that they've continually gotten on the quarterback off the edge, and that's not exclusive to a single player. Ethan Downs has been huge. Trace Ford has been big. P.J. Adebare, or I'm sorry, Adibawara has come up with some big plays at times. Uh, Rondell Bothroyd has had his moments. Marcus Stripling has gotten a decent amount of run. And so if this is what we have come to expect from the Sooners' defensive ends and edge rushers already, and they've been playing without the guy that Brent Venables called their best at the position, that gives you a ton of optimism down the stretch if you're a Sooner fan that Oklahoma is going to continue to make life very difficult for opposing quarterbacks. Yeah, no doubt. Could be a, a big weapon for the Sooners down the stretch. And, uh, you know, uh, they've already played pretty well at defensive end, but adding an extra body out there with the uh, capability and the talents of R. Mason Thomas could be a big, big dividend for the Sooners again down the stretch um, in this season. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. That's 405 651 3439. We would love to hear from you on the Kadippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. The Ref Army is always great. They always come out and they keep that text line just moving, man. Incredible each and every day. How about Ryan Wingo? Yesterday, yep, committed to Texas. Then the dad does the interview. Well, you know, uh, never know what can happen till signing day. I mean, that was that was comical. I love it for Missouri fans mm-hmm. because with all the grief the Missouri fans gave me over the Winery recruitment slash Missouri fans you, talking football trash is just yeah. You know, well, it's pathetic. I mean, but come on now 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 Missouri fans are starting to see that five star recruitments, especially where money is involved, can get real hairy. Oh, no. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah. You have no idea. Like, listening to the comments made by Wingo and his dad, you have no idea what to believe because the kid said, oh, yeah, it's been Texas for two months. His dad said, yeah, this morning things changed and he was going to Missouri, but now he's now obviously he's committed to Texas. So not only that, but then you have the dad's comment, like you mentioned, Steely, that, well, signing day is December 20th. It's a long way till signing day. Gosh, man, five-star recruitments in general have just become so obnoxious because what is what is that commitment yesterday? What does that commitment signify if his dad is already essentially undermining it and saying, well, uh, okay, he might be committed, but signing day, still got two more months. You know exactly where people are going with that. They're they're thinking they're angling for more nil, more nil, right? Yeah. And that may not be the case at all. But immediately, that's what you think. Wait a minute. So he's committed, but things could change by signing day. Okay, you're holding out. Well, but more nil money comes into play. Who knows? That's immediately where people go now. It's, Particularly with a five star and five star receivers too. Of course, there's the stereotype with wide receivers and their personalities, and it's not universally accurate, but in general, it holds true. Five star wide receivers tend to have the most dramatic recruitments of all, and that mm-hmm. is saying a lot. This one was no exception. 
But I do love it for Missouri fans because they now see what it's like to be on the other side. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, Has there been uh, a five-star? Jackson Arnold's was fairly routine by yeah. five-star standards. Well, he Hayden, was committed long yeah. before he became a five-star, though, and it was the same That's true. That's, you're right. Yeah, you're exactly right. But when you PJ was pretty pretty routine, there were some rumors down the stretch, maybe about Ohio State or something. He completely crushed those rumors uh, pretty quickly. Uh, we know what the Peyton Bowen situation was like. We know what DJ Hicks was all about. David Stones was a long and winding road, just like the Beatles song, but uh, ended up being really good for Oklahoma. But, you know, we found out when he made his announcement that apparently it was a final call from Todd Bates that day that flipped him from, you know, to OU, and he was thinking he was going to Miami. So it's crazy, man. It absolutely is crazy. Speaking of recruiting, still out there, EPL, Reggie Powers, Grant Bricks, uh, 2025. uh, You've got the kids from Carl Albert. And uh, anything else happening out there of note? Yesterday, I think you said Powers would be uh, the next 2024 commit. And I think it was Marcus James who's got the uh, early November announcement. Kid from Carl Albert. Those would be the next ones for 2024 and 2025. Anything that changes your mind on that right now? No, no, nothing really has changed my mind on those situations. Uh, Patrick on the text line says, I think I would rather have three-star players that really want to play hard and have a little chip on their shoulder than entitled five-stars who are about money. I mean, sometimes you hear that argument, but you need the five-stars. You do need need the the five-stars. Right, and I think it's a lot worse now because of NIL, uh, and it doesn't seem like we're going to get a handle on that. Any direction from, you know, two worthless organizations, Congress and the NCAA – Two do-nothing organizations who just flap their gums and don't do anything, both of them, you're not going to get any direction from there. So, you know, it just makes these uh, five-star situations, I think, more uh, more crazy. <laughs> and you don't see it ending anytime soon. All right, we're here at Cayman's Group. They're the best at what they do. We'll hear from Gary a little bit later on. Any kind of emergency you have, water intrusion, fire damage, mold, in your home or business, it's never good. They do crime scene cleanup, storm damage. They are the best. Great reputation. Like I said, Gary's story is incredible. 13 years ago, this starts with a $2,000 tax refund. Now that they are the most respected group that does this stuff, the disaster response in a four-state area. And then they are continuously learning new techniques to make themselves even better at what they do. Cavens Group in Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048 in Tulsa. It's 918-282-7612. And their toll-free line now, 800-594-4437, online at cavensgroup.com. Coming right back, we'll hit the text line, the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line when we get back, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. We are back here at Cavens Group, Disaster Response Group. They are the very best at what they do. And, ladies and gentlemen, the man himself, Gary Cavens, just stepped into the office. He is out running around all the time. Did I see you got some new uh, fancy license within the last week? 
Yeah, I picked up a, a new uh, inspector license uh, for wind damage, wind and uh, directional rain, and water intrusion, um, hurricanes, tornadoes. So it's uh, basically come in and inspect and um, uh, basically write up reports and tell the insurance company what's going on. And um, then I put my fancy uh, license on there with my uh, there you go uh, no license number, and then they look take it a little more seriously. Very nice, very nice. All right, this time of the year, next week, you're looking at the temperatures. Uh, I saw low 40s. I think I saw one high that was 39 one day next week. And, uh, that man, which I love, actually, as long as we don't have ice on the roads. But that means you better start taking precautions for your pipes. Uh, we're not quite there yet, but we're getting close, right? A hundred percent. We're getting there. It's time to start thinking about that, uh, making sure that, you know, freezing temperatures, you know, this will be the first freeze of the season. So making sure that, you know, everything's secure, your hoses are unhooked and you're, you know, you got everything ready to go because you never know what might happen. Even one freeze can cause issues. Uh, usually, though, the big issues comes with multiple days of freezing temperatures, but you never know. All right. So when you go out and you do these responses, um, you know, and fire can happen anywhere, particularly in wildfire season. But when you go out like on a mold uh, and you've got to get the mold out of the house, how many times when you've gone out there do you think, man, if these people had had it out for an inspection earlier, this could have all been prevented? Does that happen just about every time? It happens quite a bit. Not every time, but it happens quite a bit. Um, you know, it's one of those things where if you have water intrusion into your home or your business, uh, you want to make sure and have us have call, call us and have us come out and look at it and see if we can get it resolved before it turns into a big mold issue. Because a lot of times if you're starting to see it, then it's been going on for a while and the inside of the walls, there's something bigger going on. Yeah, I heard Plank talking about this uh, earlier, and I was laughing because that's what we do, and we're we're fine right now. But in previous places, you know, there's a big spill or something. Ah, you just put one of those fans on it, man. Cover it up with some towels. It'll be fine. But that's the kind of stuff that can get started, get you started in the wrong direction. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You want to be proactive because a lot of insurance policies don't cover mold. Um, they have exclusions. A big deal happened in Texas a while back, and a lot of the insurance companies just exclude mold from their policies now because of that. And, you know, so it's one of those things, if you have water intrusion, you want to get it right on it and get it taken care of, and you want to make sure it's dried, uh, structurally dried properly by somebody, a trained professional, to make sure it doesn't turn into a microbial growth issue. Because if it does turn into a microbial growth issue, then you have to worry about it affecting your family and affecting your employees. It can cause asthma. It can cause a lot of other things. I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to get into all that, but it can cause a lot of health issues with your employees and with your family. And um, you can also carry around the mold spores on your clothing and everything else too. But the big thing is, is your insurance policy may not cover it. So you may be out of pocket getting rid of it to make it a healthy environment for your employees or your family. And, um, you know, we see that all the time where, you know, 
people call us out. They want us. To, we investigate. We look into it. We see they do have a problem, and they call their insurance to see if their insurance have they have coverage. Ninety um, percent of the time, the answer is no. Uh, some of the time, they'll say, "Well, you have up to a five thousand uh, dollar limit, or you have a twenty five hundred dollar limit," um, and you know it just really doesn't cover it, depending on how bad it is, um, and so. Uh, you know that you want to get ahead of it so it doesn't have to come out of your pocket because at the end of the day it's it's important to take care of your employees health and your family's health and if there's an issue there you got to take care of it yeah and and guys or ladies uh you definitely don't want to be carrying around mold spores because if you are you're probably not going to get a second date if uh (laughs) if the other person finds out and you're probably headed for divorce if you're already married so you know, I'm carrying around old spores right now, <laughs> not mold spores, but those sound really, really bad. I'm carrying around water spores from this week and all I the bet. water flooding yeah. and everything that happened from all that rain. <laughs> all right, before we let you go, Gary, anything else we need to know about what's going on at Cavens right now? No, we're here to help. We've had a lot of calls this week of water intrusion, water flooding on uh, commercial buildings and stuff like that. So if you have a water issue, it's got into your building needs to be dried to make sure it doesn't turn into a mold issue give us a call we're here to help and we have teams on standby ready to help 24 7 365 for water fire mold storm damage and crime scene cleanup we're the one and only name in oklahoma the cavens group there you go gary thank you congratulations on your new uh, doctorate or whatever you got your new <laughs> license i mean you've got about 20 degrees up here now it's amazing it is amazing the man's a genius uh in disaster response and uh environmental disaster response thanks gary thank you i appreciate, appreciate you it. all right 405-651-3439 meyer chevrolet tax line parker thune let's see what the uh, ref army's thinking today let's do it steely the very first text at the top of the meyer chevrolet tax line right now comes from a listener in the 918 when is the mule shoe slander segment it's what i live for <laughs> He was back at practice yesterday, Mule Shoe. He was. He was. I guess he got a handshake deal done for that NFL job, huh? Maybe. Maybe. Are you surprised at how many people there? And I'm not saying it was a bunch, but there were enough people who fell for that picture that was taken at Will Rogers Airport that thought that was actually in Chicago. That people who don't let, immediately they see a picture and they fall for it. I mean, I'm old, and I'm not even – I don't fall for it that easily. But I was like, I, and heck, there's that's so clearly much... Will Rogers Airport you a have... long time ago. <laughs> you have got to have a certain degree of common sense to exist on social media these days because there are so many deep fakes that, again, if you don't use your own rationality – to determine what is likely legit and what is likely fake at surface level, then you're going to end up getting trolled. For instance, have you seen that video circulating on Twitter, the AI-generated video of Jim Harbaugh oh, addressing Oh, yeah, dude. Them? I was five seconds in, and I was like, man, did Harbaugh like, dye his hair or what? And then it was like, oh, okay, all right. But it's, it's scary, man, what AI can do. It really is. I've said for a long time now, the AI is going to be the end of us all. There is no doubt that one day the AI robots will take over this planet. 
That's it. They might even take over college football. There might be just an AI conference, an AI team. Eventually they work their way into the playoff. They never lose, ever. But, yeah, I, like I said, Parker, when you started saying, did you see that, I knew right where you were going because I got five or six seconds in thinking, that's not Harbaugh, right? And then it's like, wait a minute. Huh? Oh, okay. So, but I was, I, I would say I was somewhat fooled for three or four seconds, but then you realize what was going on. But those are, <laughs> it's scary how that stuff can happen. I'm just so fed up with social media at this point. Uh, there is a certain point, and I knew we would get to this point, where technology has become too good for its own good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it's that easy to make a deep fake video of a coach at a press conference, like, okay, well, n- now the potential detriments of technology drastically outweigh the benefits. Our lives were fine before. We didn't need this type of AI. You know what? You just aged 30 years in that response, and I love it. I love it. You're going to be sprouting some gray hairs during this commercial break, I think. But I'm proud of you. Very proud of you. You've come over to the old side. Well, I've always been kind of an anachronism, Steely, so Mm. it is what it is. I'm resigned to it. All right, let's break right here. By the way, we do have our friend T.J. Eckert coming up at 135 today. Get his thoughts on uh, the Sooners game coming up in Lawrence this weekend, Cowboys game of West Virginia, that Bedlam game next week is going to be crazy. It is going to be absolutely crazy. A lot of stuff to talk to TJ about. How about the Thunder last night? They dominated in Chicago. 20-point beat down to the Bulls. The Bulls had to have a players-only meeting after the game. They got beat so bad. Very impressive. Stay with us. We'll be right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, we're getting closer to the Sooners game in Lawrence coming up Saturday, 11 a.m. on Fox. Homecoming for KU Oklahoma now, at least on ESPN, a nine-point favorite in that game. Uh, Cowboys will host Cincinnati at Boone Pickens Stadium, 7 o'clock on ESPN2 for that matchup. And uh, Tulsa will play at SMU, 11 a.m. on ESPNU coming up this weekend. We do have NFL Thursday night football tonight. The Buccaneers at Buffalo, 715 on Prime Video. Tampa Bay coming in 3-3. Three and three. Buffalo at 4-3. and three. The uh, last two losses for Tampa Bay, the offense has scored a total of 19 points. Six in a loss to the Lions and then 13 in a loss to Atlanta at home last week. Baker Mayfield, one touchdown Two picks in the last two games. Here's what Baker had to say at his press conference the other day about recent issues for the Bucks offense. Yeah, a few plays I'd like to have back, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're just so close. And, uh, you know, getting tired of saying that, but it's the truth when you go back and watch it. It's uh, one play here or there that's going to make the difference in, you know, us keeping drive sustained and or, or the big plays over the top uh, to get those explosive plays. So we're close. Uh, Way too many penalties. That's really what stuck out when rewatching the film. Like I mentioned after the game, but when you rewatch it, it really did kill the drives and uh, take away some good plays. Oh no, Steely! That I sounded know. an awful lot I like mule shoe to me. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, I did a double take. Wait a minute! No, he just said we're close. He just said we're close. This will be an interesting game because the Bills, you know, they lost their open to the Jets. They lost last week, last second, to freaking Mac Jones and the Patriots. 
uh, you know, uh, after they lost their opener to the Jets, they had three impressive wins. They beat the Raiders 38-10 to beat the Red, uh, the Commanders 37-3, beat the Dolphins 48-20. to uh, since then, they lost to Jacksonville and London, barely beat the Giants, and lost to the Patriots last week. But I don't know. I kind of kind of get a feeling this is going to be a long night for Baker tonight. But we'll see. We'll see. How you? You're a Bucks guy. How you feeling? I mean, I not good. It's, it's the Bucks, Steely. I, I I try to let myself never feel one way or another about this team. Yeah. Even when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years back, I was like, well, okay. Well, I just expect the worst, hope for the best. We'll be firing up uh, a little Amazon Prime tonight at Shea Stadium, no doubt. All right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's head there. From a listener here in the 405, is it bad for me to want USC to beat Washington and Oregon to make OU's chances at the cup better. Yes. <laughs> I agree with you. Yes, that is bad for you. Rooting for Muleshoe is, uh, I think it's a felony now, if you're a Sooner fan. I understand where you're going with that, the logic to it. I understand it, but I, I still think it's a it's a football felony right now. If you're that worried about the Pac-12, well, I never mind. I'll just I'll just say this: if you are that worried about the Pac-12, you shouldn't be. The Pac-12 is still the Pac-12. I am of the opinion that the Pac-12 will take care of itself, whether or not USC beats Washington and Oregon. Are you still sticking with your uh, Cal as your lock of the week and Cal as your upset of the week? That was Tyler. That wasn't me. Oh, it was Tyler. Okay, I'm really dumb. My bad. Yeah, I, I can't remember. I, I know I have Wyoming as my upset of the week in the Ref Row Rumble. I can't remember offhand who I ended up. Oh, no, I do remember. It was BYU plus 17.5 in Austin. Yeah, I have that too. How do you think Malik Murphy's going to do? It's hard to say. Um, big arm, mobile guy, not – not like an all-out dual threat Lamar Jackson, Vince Young type of dude, but he can make make stuff happen with his legs when he needs to. It's just he's so – there's not really any middle ground with that guy. Either it will be a flaming disaster or he will make it very, very hard for Texas to hand the job back to Quinn Ewers when he gets back because – Malik Murphy is just – he's a lightning-in-a-bottle type of guy. He has all the physical giftings you could dream of at the quarterback position, but the tendency toward error is very high. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the chances are, percentage chances, we see Arch at DKR Saturday? Ooh, I'd say they're moderate, 20-30%. That, that would have to uh, – our locks of the week would be going down in flames if we see that, unless somehow Malik Murphy gets injured, but uh, we'll see. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Gunny of Stutzman Army says, Fellas, is it okay for me to wish all the bad things in the world to happen to Mule Shoe and Mule Shoe alone? Yes, yes. 
I mean, within reason. Malaria. How many people were... <laughs> it was from... Are you buying the uh, pneumonia thing? I mean, I... It, pneumonia like that's such a it's it's so weird for him to be getting pneumonia in california in the middle of october isn't it and it happened in like 12 hours because he was fine i mean he obviously was disappointed but you know he was doing the same old mule shoe routine not letting players come to the press conference and you know guys i know you are tired of hearing this but you know um for him to come down with pneumonia, I think it's very sketchy. Very sketchy. It's time for one more. This listener in the 405 says, oh, never mind. I can't read this. It was funny, and then it got FCC inappropriate towards the end. But oh, okay. basically, folks are questioning whether Muleshoe actually has pneumonia. Big Rich in OKC says it's probably black lung in Cali. <laughs> Well, they did, uh, Godzilla did fight the smog monster at one point, and uh, I think the smog monster had to have been produced in L.A. It was kind of an environmental statement made in that old horror B-movie classic. All right, uh, 405-651-3439. We'll get more texts in coming up next hour here at Cavens Group. The very best of what they do, disaster response, water, fire, mold, storm damage, crime scene. They are the best. In Oklahoma City, 405-573-3048. In Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Toll-free, 800-594-4437. T.J. Eckert next hour. A lot more Sooner football to talk about. Keep it right here on the Home of Sooner fans. All right, we are back here at Cavens Group. Oh, sometimes social media can get very, very old, and you're like, oh, my gosh, there's too much politics. There are too many idiots. Mute, 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 Block, 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 mute, 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 block, mute, block, mute. That was quite the symphony there, Thank you. But I just got a tweet from Lincoln Riley. What? Have you got a – have you been followed by Lincoln Riley? Wait, LinkedIn Riley? That's yes, hilarious. It's pretty good. Uh, check it out at <laughs> LinkedIn Riley. He's got a really good picture of uh, a bald Lincoln Riley. LinkedIn and Riley. LinkedIn Riley, check it out, said, at Steely on Sports, pneumonia is real, bro. Do you want to know how cold the wind is in Chicago? That's pretty good. I think there could be some possibilities there. There could be some possibilities there. That's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Gosh, did you, did LinkedIn you check out? LinkedIn Riley it, is an elite parody account name. It is. Did you check it out yet? It's no, I good. have not checked it out. Right. I'm, I'm doing so right now. Here it goes. It might earn uh, a follow. And the bio, the bio is just networking, not looking for a new job. I would never do that. Contact <laughs> for job inquiries. Available on bye weeks. Clark Stroud's bestie, not LSU's coach. Somebody's got some pretty good humor behind that. That's pretty good. There aren't many original ones out there, but that one's pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, coming up uh, Saturday morning at 11 
A.M. On Fox, Lance Leipold has done a fantastic job at KU. There is no doubt about it. Uh, Lance Leipold was asked at his presser the other day what changes he's seen with Brent Venable's Oklahoma team and the way Brent's going about his business in year two. I don't know. I don't want to speak for Coach Venables. I'm not him. I'm not there. But I think for any of us, when especially for someone that um, I can reflect at my own experiences of, you know, you're, you can spend your whole life preparing to be a head coach, but until you get to actually sit in the chair and go through those things, it's different. And and then you you get comfortable, more comfortable in that role, and, and some things come to light. And, um Again, especially taking over a program that's been highly successful, you don't change things just to change them. But at the same time, after a year on the job, you put your own uh, fingerprint on it. And I, and I think he has done that by by really how, how you've seen the defense uh, really kind of change itself and, and, you know, and confidence that they're playing in. I, I believe he's calling the defense now and heavily involved. And I, I would say that as far as year two and, Players that, that have been there probably more comfortable with, with them. So I, I think probably the same way when we got here is year two. You, you've you got the the routine down. You know what you kind of want to change, and you continue to make your small adjustments as you go. Off topic here, Steely, but before mm-hmm. we get around to that soundbite, yeah. uh, LinkedIn Riley's Twitter following has doubled since you first mentioned him on the radio less than three minutes ago. That's the power of the Ref Army. And I, I, I don't mention a whole lot of accounts, but that one looks pretty good to me. I mean, the bio's very well written, very creative, got a lot of humor to it. I like the uh, I like the ABI; it's good, uh, pretty good stuff, pretty good stuff. It, it, it has a lot of potential, a lot of potential. All right, four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine, Chevrolet text line. Our second hour. Thanks again to our friends at Oklahoma Generator, family-owned and operated. Great, great reputation for customer service. They are Oklahoma's highest-rated and longest-running Generac dealer, and they're currently offering their new customer discounts like a free 10-year warranty with a new installation. That's a heck of a deal. Oklahoma Generator, thank you very much. You can check them out at okgen.com or call 405-321-6631. What did you think of uh, Leipold's breakdown? And uh, I mean, I kind of think that's the way we look at it. Anything to add to that that you see uh, besides, you know, he's mainly talking about defense, but year two from year one that, that stands out to you? Yeah, just, Did he I'm, leave anything out? I, I think a lot of what he said is very, very evident. I mean, this defense is playing more confidently. They – know the scheme and know the system better. You can sense that. And I say what you will about 7-0 and being rat poison, but feels like winning has given this defense a little bit more of a swagger factor. Now, you got to channel that. you got to corral that. You can't let it get out of control. can't let yourselves get overconfident. But it does feel like this Oklahoma defense is – on the cusp of legitimately turning a corner. They just got to clean up a couple things here and there, and I I don't want to start to sound like mule shoe here, but Oklahoma has been so, so close 
this year to a couple of defensive performances that I think we would regard in retrospect as dominant, if not for three or four big chunk plays here and there. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And, uh, I mean, last week, the first four possessions for UCF, they were running into a brick wall, basically. And then the uh, the Sooner offense and uh, Zach Schmidt didn't do them a lot of favors to keep that momentum. But, uh, again, they were able to win the football game, and clearly they are moving in the uh, very positive direction on the defensive side of the football, no question. All right, uh, somebody just texted me. Steely still having nightmares about old Kansas games? I do. Uh, yes, a few. Uh, 1975, 1975, Oklahoma, Kansas, at Owen Field. The Sooners, it was Barry Switzer's 37th game, and they had won 28 in a row. Now, they did have one tie to USC out in the Coliseum, the famous Joe Washington punt return. So they had tied Southern Cal, who is number one in the country, when they went out there. But the Sooners lost that game in Norman 23-3. They fumbled five times. They threw three interceptions. They had a punt blocked. I believe it was Tinker Owens, actually, who was punting. Not his fault. They didn't block it up. Um Kansas did not throw a pass, did not attempt a pass in the football game. They just ran it. Nolan Cromwell at quarterback, Laverne Smith at running back. It was Barry Switzer's first ever loss as the Sooners head coach. Uh, like I said, they did have that uh, tie with USC. But Oklahoma, Ohio State was uh, was Ohio State one going into the bowl games, and then A&M was second. Uh you know, the Sooners win out, win, win the old Big 8, go to the Orange Bowl. Ohio State loses in the Rose Bowl. A&M lost in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, and they beat Michigan 14-6 to to go on to win the national championship, despite losing to Kansas at home 23-3. to Think about that. You lose a game and the other team doesn't attempt to pass the whole game. That's sad. That's simply <laughs> sad. Can you imagine that? Can you? Nolan Cromwell... Went on to be an all-pro safety many years with the L.A. Rams back in the day. Uh, but he was playing basically a wishbone option quarterback. And then 1984, Parker, I think we've talked about this once before. Mac Brown's your offensive coordinator that year. His one year is O.C. at O.U. Danny Bradley's the starting quarterback. Danny Bradley uh, had, I believe it was an ankle injury for Danny Bradley. So they go up to Lawrence, Kansas. Danny Bradley doesn't play. They have a freshman by the name of Troy Aikman playing quarterback. And Troy Aikman went like 2 of 15. Wait a minute. I Didn't I picture the stats on that the other day? Yes. Okay, so I was going to talk about this anyway, so thanks. Troy Aikman was 2 of 14 for 8 yards and threw 3 interceptions. I remember Switzer saying, like, don't blame him. The kid was scared to death out there. But Kansas won the game 28-11 to in Lawrence. Uh, the Sooners would win the national championship next year, of course. Jamel Holloway took over at quarterback after Troy Aikman broke, uh, broke his leg in the Miami game. Uh, Troy, things wound up pretty good for Troy. Went out to UCLA. Barry Switzer brokered that deal with Terry Donahue. Sooners won a national title. Troy went on to win three Super Bowl rings and get a gold jacket. And was the number one overall pick, so... Things worked out pretty well. But I can remember as a kid listening to the radio thinking, 
surely OU can't lose a football game, right? And they did that day against uh, the Jayhawks. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Cherokee Sooner says, we almost did that against Army, referring to losing a game in which the opponent yeah. does not attempt a forward pass. That's right. Army man, threw, what, four or five times that day? Not I that many times. But. Not many, but, man, that was uh, Kyler Murray, kind of red, Kenneth Murray. What did Kenneth Murray have, like, 25 tackles that night? 28. 28, man. That was crazy. That, uh, you know, and you almost felt bad for the guys from Army because they you kind of felt like they deserved to win the game, but the Sooners were able to pull it out. Butterfly on the text line says Cromwell was a world-class track athlete. He was. I think he was a hurdler, wasn't he, and a sprinter? Decathlete and 440-meter hurdles. Yeah, that's right. Good recall. Uh, From the 918, we need an Abraham Lincoln Riley and a Lincoln Riley Reed parody Twitter account. (laughs) LinkedIn Riley, that's pretty good. Let me see what LinkedIn Riley is now up to 81. I think he was at 40. Maybe I think it was actually less. No, he than had that, twenty. So. He had twenty. Oh, he had twenty. All right, you guys, we'll we'll try and uh, pump him up one more time. <laughs> you need to go follow LinkedIn. You guys know what LinkedIn is. If you don't, you're a moron. Wow. I mean, not a serious moron, wow. but a but a semi moron. Okay, you're uninformed. How's that? Okay, does that fair. work? That's fair. You're uninformed. LinkedIn. You know how to spell it. Hopefully, L I N K E D I N. Just go follow LinkedIn, Riley. It it looks like it's got really good possibilities. Jerry's followed. He's a member of the Ref Army. There you go, Jerry. I like your ABI. By the way, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Mark in okay. Newcastle says 1997 OU Kansas and Lawrence, oh, the yeah. game that sealed Justin Fuentes' transfer out of OU. Yeah, that that was not good. You know, I was thinking about Justin Fuente today because Syracuse plays Virginia Tech tonight, uh, the Thursday night college football game, 6.30 on ESPN. And remember Justin Fuente started out great at Virginia Tech. First year, I believe it was 2016, they win 10 games. Everybody's like, yeah, they're not going to miss a beat. Frank Beamer's gone, but how about this? Virginia Tech, though, has had three winning seasons out of the last eight since Frank Beamer left. Beamer ball was pretty special. Shane Beamer maybe in a little bit of uh, the the seat getting hot for Shane Beamer a little bit? No, no, I don't think the seat is getting hot yet. I don't think it is either yet, but he's... Shane Beamer, everybody loved Shane Beamer when he was in OU, but I, I love seeing him get angry in some of these press conferences. It's pretty good. Who was the guy who said, what kind of question is that, Frank, or whatever? <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah, Shane's got a little bit of a – he's got some personality. He does. Yeah, South Carolina, man, that's that's life in the SEC. Freaking Missouri has to start losing. I am starting to despise Missouri. You didn't already despise Missouri? I mean, I didn't like Missouri, but they're not at the level of, like, A&M – Texas USC hatred, but these Missouri fans talking trash in football. I mean, seriously, I don't think so. I don't think so. So we'll see. All right, we're here at Cavens Group. 
Gary and the crew out here. Duke, the Wonder Dogs out here. Always great to be out here on a Thursday. Let's take a break right here. Got T.J. Eckert coming up at uh, 135 Riverwind Casino Hotline. We will be right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Here at Cavens Group on a Thursday, out here with the crew, and the Cavens the very best at what they do, emergency response. They're an environmental group. They do fire response, water losses, mold remediation, crime scene, emergency board up. They are the very best in the business. Locally, 405-573-3048, the Oklahoma City metro area in Tulsa, 918-282-7612. And uh, online, their website, cavensgroup.com, C-A-V-I-N-S, cavensgroup.com. Hey, if you want to uh, eliminate your reading glasses like the old man here, if you're over 40 like me, and I'm way, I mean way past 40, and you're either uh, farsighted or nearsighted, you need to have a uh, conversation with Dr. Bellardo. I've known Dr. Bellardo and the folks there for years and years and years and years, They did uh, work on my eyes a long time ago, and they sent me right. I totally trust him. Go check him out, see if you qualify for lens replacement or cataract surgery. Uh, They're really big into lens replacement now, too. The experts at Advanced Laser Center are the best. Dr. B and his team have been the leaders in vision correction for over 20 years. Call today, 405-755-7700. Get your free consult from Dr. Bellardo himself, or just go to ALCOK.com, like they always say. If you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. I saw it clearly last night. The Oklahoma City Thunder dominated the Chicago Bulls. They win by 20, 124 to 104. SGA leads the way. He is an absolute NBA superstar now, folks. Top 10, top 12 player in the league. 31 points, 10 assists for SGA. And uh, he was very happy after the victory. Yeah, it's a good start. Um, I think the last couple of seasons we lost the first game of the season, and you come out with so much excitement, it's a little bit of a different feeling when you lose after the first one. Uh, but like I said, it's a good start. Obviously, it's the first game of the season. Anything can happen for us this season, but you rather win than lose always. Just try to make the right play every every play. Uh, Kaysen was big tonight. He did so. He shot when he was open. He made the right plays defensively and offensively. Um, and guys came in and gave good minutes, and we, we, we came out with a W. Kaysen Wallace, the uh, rookie defensive specialist out of Kentucky, right? Three of three from three-point range. 16 each for uh, J-Dub and Josh Giddy last night. 14 for Isaiah Joe. 11 for Chet Holmgren. Didn't shoot it a bunch, but he was four of seven. Uh, and two of three from three-point range in 25 minutes. Nine really good minutes. Or a 30, actually, uh, I can't remember how many minutes Usman Zhang played. A little over 10, I think. But he had nine uh, three of five from three-point range. We did not see Vasily Misic last night, but Oklahoma City, 49% from three, 55% from the floor last night, and they had 30 assists on 45 made hoops. That tells you they're moving the basketball. Going to be a fun team to watch. Next up for OKC at the Cavaliers tomorrow night at 6.30, and then there's Sunday home opener, Sunday afternoon, 2.30, hosting the defending NBA champion, Denver Nuggets, coming up again on Sunday. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's get back to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Clinton Tulsa says, hoping we see a run game out of OU this week that does not involve running backs running into blockers. They look like kids who don't understand the concept of rushing the football. 
Yeah, everybody is hoping uh, for the running game breakout. You know, there was a little bit of a breakout um, last week. Obviously, Gavin Sawchuk ripped off the 30-yard touchdown run, and they they got the running game on track. They averaged less than two yards a carry in the first half against UCF. I think they got to like 4.1 for the game. But what do you think is going to happen with the rotation this week? So, clearly, Marcus Majors got a shoulder injury, played through that last week. Javante Barnes, again, didn't get in last week, looked like he was going to run in for one play, uh, ran back to the sidelines. Tommy Walker was on a one-game suspension. He is the uh, the hammer they can use, of course. But do you think we're going to see uh, more Sawchuck again this week? Look, Steely, it, I'm one of those people where if I don't know, I'm not going to act like I know, and I don't know. I've given up on trying to guess what happens with this backfield week to week as far as the usage, as far as the splits, as far as the game plan. I I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm about to the point where, in my opinion, what Oklahoma should do is just roll with Tawi Walker because even if he's not an explosive option, he's a consistent one and has arguably been the best all-around option out of the backfield thus far this season for Oklahoma. But as far as what those splits look like this weekend, man, I, I've given up trying to project it. It's yeah, I a hear complete you. grab bag going into any given Saturday. All right, back to the uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Big Rick and Owasso says, I cussed out Nolan Cromwell when I was in college in 1985. Our phone (laughs) rang at 6 a.m. I answered and cussed at the person for calling so early. He wanted to talk to my roommate, who was from Ransom, Kansas, Nolan's hometown, and they were family friends. Of course, it was Nolan who wanted to give my roommate tickets to the next Rams game at Kansas City. I did not get a ticket. Wow. So you were holding uh, some very ill will towards Nolan Cromwell even 10 years later. Nolan Cromwell's still with us. I'm going to have to go ahead and Google him up. Nolan Cromwell. Yeah, Kansas won that game again in 1975, 23-3 over Oklahoma. And... uh, Again, they didn't throw the ball one time. Nolan Cromwell is, yes, he's still around. And where was he last? I don't know. I must just be retired, but he's still around. I'm glad to know that because I've killed some people on the air before that were still alive, so I wanted to make sure there. Cherokee Sooner has an interesting idea via the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. How about we just let JFA take over the offense and slide Dylan Gabriel in at running back? <laughs> Dylan Gabriel, you know, I'm really interested to see what those conditions are going to be like Saturday. They're not going to be good. Not going to be good. Uh, Parker, and that could cause some problems for your camera this weekend, too. Yeah, I'm kind of worried. Yeah. You don't need the foggy lens. You don't need that filter. But, uh, you know, they did announce today that it's a sellout. So it was a couple years back when, what, what was the, uh, the campus-wide alert? Hey, come on over. Gates are open. We might just beat Oklahoma. <laughs> right? Yeah, we've come a long way from that era of Kansas football. 
Lance Leipold has got it cooking. Who I, who would have met like? Imagine me telling you after that game in 2021, Steely. Yeah, the next time OU comes up to Lawrence, it's going to be a sellout crowd. Be like, please, yeah. crazy, absolutely crazy. What is? What do you think of the? I mean, the environment there, just the setup. They still have the media. And the, do they have the uh, like the really good seats there still in one of the end zones? Right. It's kind of a weird yeah, setup. Yeah, it is kind of a weird setup. I just I. It's always been 80% empty when I've been there in the past, Steely, so it'll be different on Saturday. I'm not sure quite what to expect. Sean on the text line says, 97 was the KU game where Blake thought if you missed a field goal on third down, you got to try again on fourth down. (laughs) Oh, John Blake. I love the guy, but, man, I remember he tried to – Explain why they went for two one time. Well, the two is less than the three. We thought the three was greater than the two. And then we thought, why not go? There's no one involved, so let's go for the two. And, uh, but we thought about the three, but we went for the two and the three. And it was like, what? It was. Oh, I remember John that on the Blake. postgame show. It was like, that made zero sense. Here's, here's, here's one from Squirrel in Norman. Strongly suggest the Sooners practice with water hoses like USC. <laughs> oh, man. That was so great. All right. We got a break right here at Cabin's Group on a Thursday. You guys are doing a great job, as usual, on the text line. 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We are coming back, and we've got T.J. Eckert coming on. Mr. TV in Tulsa. Well, he and Caden are both share the crown of Mr. TV in Tulsa, I believe. We'll ask him when we get back right here on The Ref. T.J. Ecker joining us, Riverwind Casino Hotline here on this Thursday. T.J., appreciate your time, my man. Thank you very much. Uh, what are you thinking? How... Uh, what is, like, your level of concern for the Sooners escaping uh, Lawrence uh, with a victory on a scale of 1 to 10? I think my, my confidence level is at about an 8. As for me escaping Lawrence, I'm at a 3. Have you seen the weather forecast for Lawrence yeah, on Saturday? Yeah, not terrible. good. Not good. Not good at all. You don't yeah. shoot your own stuff, though, do you? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure do. Yep. Down you there shoot all zone. of it? Wow. Oh, yeah, I'm shooting all of it. TJ's out there in the trenches alongside the rest of us, Steely. He is – that's a real man right there. That's a real man. That's also modern-day media, too. (laughs) You guys can do everything. They call it the MMJ, the Multimedia Journalist. Really, it's just a one-man band. It's basically saying you do everything. That's what we do. Okay, so uh, we're trying to get to uh, Bedlam unscathed next week. The Cowboys have West Virginia, yeah. but you're feeling pretty good that uh, both teams can uh, find the win column this weekend. I mean, the Cowboys clearly yeah. here at home, but. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, I feel good about OU. I made the joke, but I do feel confident about OU going up to Lawrence. I think it's, uh, I wouldn't call it a trap game because I think Kansas is plenty talented to draw your attention. And so I feel like, you know, the Sooners have some, they have a ton of confidence, obviously, but if there was a trap game, it might've been last week against UCF. They find a way to get through that one. Now their eyes are open a little bit more to like, Hey, can't just walk out on the field and beat anybody. So I feel confident this team's going to be ready to go. I know beans, 
you know, reportedly going to be the starter. Sounds like Daniels is out again. So don't know if that really changes a whole lot. I think Daniels is is super dynamic, but Bean is too. So uh, you know, I, I just feel like this team will be go up there prepared, ready to go. I made the joke about the weather, but it, it will be a factor. We'll see how that, that plays into the offensive game planning, offensive schemes, and then yeah, OSU at home against Cincinnati. Good D line should give them a test. I'd be curious to see how Ollie Gordon does against that that front. But uh, they have a bunch of confidence right now too. So yeah, I'd expect both teams to win going into Bethel. TJ, you feel like this Big 12 in 2023 is beginning to resemble the Big 12 we have come to know and love over the last decade or so in that you have one team that stands head and shoulders above the rest, and then you have a bunch of teams that are bowl eligible but aren't world beaters? It's a good question, Parker. And, and you know, honestly, a couple of weeks ago I got asked, you know, who's the third best team in the Big 12? And it's like, I don't know. It's like, you know, you kind of feel like OU and Texas are kind of the one and two. And then I don't know who you would put at three. I mean, I think each week you could get a different answer. Like Oklahoma State's playing really well right now, but they lost to Iowa State, who's had some pretty good spurts. Uh, I, I still think Kansas is plenty talented. Kansas State's shown, shown pretty well. So there's a bunch of teams. West Virginia's played fine. So it's like there's a bunch of teams that, like you said, I don't think that they're going to go out and, and they're not going to like contend for national championships, but they can – they can beat they can beat each other up and they can push the top two guys. So, yeah, I think that's a, I think it's a fair comparison. I, I don't think there's a third team that's really stepped up that says, you know what, this is this is a team that can kind of run the table in this conference and you know obviously have to beat OU in Texas to do it. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a, a pretty decent comparison. What's going on with Tulsa, man? Things are starting to look good. Uh, I guess was the FAU game where it started to turn in a different direction, and then last week, I mean. Um. Wow. What happened with the the Rice matchup? And then you got Tulsa's got to go to SMU this weekend. Yeah, they got a tough little stretch too. SMU this weekend. They get Charlotte the week after that, but then they go uh, two two lane. So good little stretch coming up here for Tulsa. I, honestly, it, was, it surprised all of us. We felt like you know Kevin Wilson had some good things going. They've been trying to get Braylon Braxton back from the injury, and Cardell Williams has played well at quarterback. They go to Florida Atlantic and, and they play in the rain. It's a, it was a pretty soaking rain. Offense struggled. Defense kept them in the game. They had a chance to maybe win or tie that game late. And then Rice, yeah, after, off a of bye week, just really shocking. Where it, it just felt like they came out flat, unprepared. And then that snowball got rolling downhill, and they couldn't stop it. Braxton throws a pick on his first pass of the game. They turn the ball over twice in the first quarter. It felt or three times in the first quarter. It felt eerily similar to the Pine Bluff game to start the season, but Rice is better than Pine Bluff, so – that's what happened, and you know, they got behind the eight ball and just could never get it going again. So it's really interesting to see what happens this weekend down in Dallas. You know, they had a couple of days to think about it. They played on a Thursday night, and so now they come back, and, and we'll see if this, this team has any bounce-back ability. But surprised to see a team led by Kevin Wilson, who's, who's done a really good job this year having this team prepared, look pretty unprepared against Rice. TJ, how much money would you be comfortable betting on Dylan Gabriel to win the 2023 Heisman Trophy right now? Uh, he's not the favorite, right? No, he's not the favorite. He's among the favorites, not the outright favorite. I'd feel pretty confident, at least the way that the the Sooners are playing right now and the way Gabriel's playing, I'd feel fairly confident putting money on him making it to New York. How about that? I don't don't think – I'd probably put $0 on him right now winning the Heisman Trophy, but I would would put a decent amount of money on him being there in New York for the the presentation at least. I I don't know if that is a cop-out or not. It is kind of a cop-out, but I'll accept it nonetheless. <laughs> okay, thank you. 
Are you buying the uh, mule shoe pneumonia story? <sighs> what did he? What did he have when he was here? Did he? Did he have something? He's a family issue, right? Is that what they? they a personal out? day. Ah, sure. Um, a I'm personal say... day with Trace Lawrence, by the way, somewhere to discuss yeah. where they wanted to go. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say with uh, with how uh, restrictive that uh, California is with the COVID mandates they all had. I would imagine COVID's not leaking out around there, so I don't think I don't think he got COVID. So I, I don't know. Just it just the timing of it just feels eerily similar to what we went through two years ago, no doubt. Give us your opinion on what's going up at uh, or what's going on up at Michigan, TJ. And <laughs> obviously, that's been one of the top two teams in college football by yeah. most any standard through the first seven eight games of 2023. You think all of that malarkey that's going on off the field right now surrounding the sign-stealing scandal is going to have an impact on the Wolverines' ability to solidify themselves as a college football playoff team here in 2023? Or you think the uh, the ramifications are to be seen further down the line? I would imagine that whatever happens ends up happening like next year. Like If they make the playoff, if they win the national championship and then or whatever, and then it comes out that, that you know this is it's all very accurate, very solidified information. Then they probably get it ripped, like stripped from them. That's probably what will end up happening. Is they'll end up getting those that stuff vacated. I, I think everybody's kind of on the same boat that everybody steals signs. Like there's always a coach on the sidelines trying to pick signs from the other team. But as far as we know, nobody is buying tickets to other teams' games and sitting in the stands with binoculars and an iPhone and and trying to link up signals with plays at opposing teams games like that's just a a full step in the wrong direction towards cheating so is it is it a huge deal I I don't know I I think someone made the point if this was happening at Purdue would we be making a big deal about it probably not but it's still cheating like we can't just just sit here and ignore like they're still cheating like it's absolutely not right what they're doing if this is comes out to be true obviously um, so I would imagine to answer your question that nothing happens this year and we see some sort of vacated wins or suspension or maybe Harbaugh, I don't know. I'd imagine we see that after the year ends. Do you think that, uh, Cade McFarland has a Connor Stallions type guy out there trying to steal your rundown perhaps? <laughs> I, you know what? You bring up a good point, Steely. I have seen Channel 2 run some very similar stories to what I've been running in recent days. So I might need to do a little investigation into Caden. Oh, no, we got controversy point. in the 918, folks. There you go. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll get an arbitrator there, um, Jerry Ostrowski, I think, to look into that. Okay, uh, thanks. See, I almost called you Caden right there. TJ, you're the man. I appreciate you very, very, very much, and we will talk to you again soon. You bet, guys. Appreciate it. Talk soon. T.J. Eckert. Who would be stealing our signs? There are another Connor Stallions out there? I don't think so. We talk about OU sports here, Steely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The uh, You think anybody's ever uh, typed up a Oklahoma Sooners manifesto like the Michigan manifesto? I'm sure someone has, Steely, but once again, it is not a person worth paying attention to. Who would because be no. the most likely crazy person to type up an Oklahoma Sooners manifesto? Oh, gosh. Just, like, in general? Like Ethan Downs hater or something? Yes, Ethan Downs Maybe. hater would. Ethan Downs hater is probably the perfect candidate. 
Probably down in some shack down in Arkansas. No normal human being has ever created a manifesto. Manifestos are for psychos. They are. Yes, clearly we've stated that for a long time. You know, if, let's say, your significant other asks you one morning, you know, hey, honey, uh, what you doing over there? And you respond, just working on my manifesto. (laughs) That's when it's time for your spouse or significant other to call the authorities Yes, well, my, yeah, my wife is in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. She would probably mm-hmm. immediately issue a drone mm-hmm. strike. My husband, Bill, said he's got a manifesto over here. Please come immediately. Okay. we got to take a break here at Cavens Group on a, uh, on a Thursday. Uh, Riverwind Casino tomorrow. Love the uh, Thursday, Friday, back-to-back. Cavens Group, best of what they do. Riverwind, best of what they do as well. We'll be right back here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Back here at Cavens Group, don't forget it's another huge, gigantic, colossal weekend at Riverwind Casino like they all are, but you've got a chance to win a lot of cash and bonus play Friday night, final drawing, 80K, Friday night, Frights, promotional drawing. Get on out there. Hopefully hear your name called. Make sure you have your wild card and uh, have that ready to go. Have it in the machine if you haven't been out there and played a machine, uh, you know, in the in the past couple weeks or whatever. Make sure you get out there, play with your wild card. Hopefully, hear your name called. Win your share of eighty thousand dollars in cash and bonus play at Riverwind Friday night. They also have two shows, two shows coming up for Rodney Carrington on Friday at the Showplace Theater, uh, seven p.m. and then a show at ten p.m. Still some tickets available. Get online at Riverwind.com. Or go by the uh, Showplace Theater box office, get your tickets. Rodney Carrington, two shows, Friday night, again, one at 7 p.m. and the other at 10 p.m. And then on Saturday night, they're giving away more cash and bonus play. 20K Festival of Fright Drawing is happening Saturday evening at Riverwind. Go out there. You can win a share of $20,000 in cash and bonus play. Drawings will be happening quite a bit out there Saturday night. Not only Friday night, but Saturday night as well. And then they have the Ghostly Good Time Costume Contest as well. So celebrate Halloween early, Friday and Saturday night at Riverwind. Well, we, you know, if we really want to party or whatever, we we they've got a hotel right there attached to the casino that is highly rated, that is really, really, really Nice. So get out, have a good time. Uh, Riverwind's the best place to have a good time. Get out there Friday and uh, Saturday night or any any night at Riverwind Casino. How do you think the uh, first conversation went down way back in the day since we were talking about the dude who wrote the Michigan Manifesto? And we said only psychos write manifestos, you know, Karl Marx, Kaczynski, uh, Connor Stallions. But, you know, Hey, let's uh, let's get together here and write a list of our goals and beliefs and how we want to execute those beliefs. What do we call this? How about we call it a manifesto? No, 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 no. We can't call it a manifesto. They'll think we're crazy if we call it a manifesto. How about just like a mission statement or something? <laughs> right? This is our... But once you put manifesto, here's our manifesto, you hand that to somebody and they're like calling the authorities immediately. But somebody had to make it a manifesto. You know, the 
the Unabomber, Ted Kaczynski, you know what his manifesto was basically about? What was it about? Technology is going to basically wipe us out. Oh, I no. Pretty oh, much, no. Pretty much. The Unabomber was on to something. If he hadn't thrown in, you know, like the bombings, he might be celebrated today. <laughs> but he was he was aware that the deep fakes and the AI videos, you know, some dude, they think, is that Jim Harbaugh or not? No, that's not Jim Harbaugh. Jeez, how could I fall for that? He the the dude out in the cabin in Montana was trying to warn us about that stuff, you know. Yes, so. but again, it, it's not. <laughs> he wouldn't have written a manifesto if he wasn't a psycho. If he was just a regular person with the belief that technology wasn't good for society mm-hmm. in the long run, then he's just one of us, Steely. He's That's one of why. us bloviating on. A, he'd, if he yeah. were, if he were, if he were the Unabomber of the 21st century as opposed to the 20th if he were still mm. around and of relatively young age these days he'd be some guy with a podcast you know the unabomber would have a podcast if podcasts uh, had yeah. been a thing back mm-hmm. when he was holed up in lincoln montana or wherever it was he then... probably would have had one million idiots listening to him also Patrick says, remember the guy that was blowing up mailboxes all over the Midwest that formed a smiley face through several states on a map? Is that another manifesto guy? I guess. I mean, it sounds kind of like what the Unabomber was doing. Like I said, I always thought it was weird because the police sketch looked to me. You can Google it up, Unabomber police sketch. It looked like Weird Al Yankovic in a gray hoodie and sunglasses. You can go ahead and Google it up. Stillwater Sooner wants to know who will write the KREF manifesto. I'm going to nominate <laughs> Steely because he's the oldest. You're saying I'm the crazy one, Yes, huh? he is definitely. He is the closest to senile of anyone mm-hmm. here. No, I'm not close to senile. I am senile. <laughs> All right. you uh, Are you able to, are you and uh, Rebecca able to uh, do baker on amazon prime well that didn't sound good are you able to watch baker on uh, amazon prime tonight or are you going to go like to uh, better call saul well i will be on the road back home so and oh, when i say back home tonight. i That's mean right. to nebraska so yes i will not get the opportunity to watch the bucks tonight but i will be cheering on baker from afar i have a feeling it's gonna be a rough night a rough night Buffalo's coming off that embarrassing loss to the Patriots. They're uh, they're kind of disappointed to be four and three. Uh, the Buccaneers, like I said, the last two games, Baker one TD, two picks. He's missed on some inter- intermediate balls and uh, some some deep throws as well. Uh, and like I said, they scored six in a loss to the Lions, and they scored thirteen, losing to the Atlanta Falcons. Both home games last week. So we'll see. All right, uh, so, and explain to everybody where you're headed and why you're headed where you're headed. Oh, man, I'm headed to Lamar's, Iowa tomorrow, which is way out there in the boondocks, northwest part of the state. So what it's going, what's going to happen tomorrow is I'm going to make a four-hour round trip from Omaha to Lamar's, Iowa. Probably going to get back to Omaha at midnight, midnight 30, something like that. Then I'm going to get up. At 5 a.m. and make the drive down to Lawrence for the 11 a.m. kick between the Sooners and the Jayhawks. So it'll be a long, long weekend, but such is life during football season, Steely. 
Mm, yeah. Well, you've got the trusty white buffalo. By the way, somebody uh, texted me, the Unabomber argued that the damage to the environment and the alienating effects of technology were so heinous that the social and industrial underpinnings of modern life should be destroyed. That was what his manifesto was all about. So there you go. It's all about technology. Okay, we got to get out of here. want to thank Gary and the crew here, Amanda, Duke. And you got to thank the dogs as well. They're awesome. Love being out here at Cavens Group. Tomorrow, OEC Fiber Football Friday at another great place, the one and only Riverwind Casino. We've got Locked In coming up next with Parker and Tyler McComas. Ladies and gentlemen, all the recruiting information you desire packed in one award-winning hour. Also, thank you to Oklahoma Generator for sponsoring our second hour. Everybody have a great Thursday.